Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Hankook Dynapro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Friday, December 29th. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the last Straight Fire podcast of 2023. When we check back in on Tuesday, we're not obviously having a podcast on the 1st. Ain't nobody waking up to listen to a podcast on January 1. Okay? It will be 2024. We will have both college football playoff games completed As such, at the end of this pod, I'll do best bets. We have a great guest today, Will Hill. He does a lot of stuff for Fox. He does stuff for VEASAN. You're going to enjoy us debating some of the Week 17 games. We don't get into the playoff. I figured I'd save that for the best bet at the end because the games are just so exciting. I mean, I'm very fired up for the playoff. It's going to be a wall-to-wall football weekend. So when you wake up today, you probably didn't realize this, but we have four bowl games. Uh, Clemson's playing Oregon State-Notre Dame. And then at night, you got the Ohio State University against Missouri. Ohio State only a four-and-a-half-point favorite because who the hell knows who's going to play. Obviously not Harrison. They changed out their quarterback. So we got good college football games. A decent. We got bowl games on Friday night. Saturday, we have one awesome NFL game, Dallas and Detroit. We've got Georgia-Florida State. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but all the defections from Florida State, um, whether to the NFL or transfer portal, they're getting 19 or 20 points against the Bulldogs. Insane against Georgia. Um, Auburn's playing Penn State. Eh. Sunday, full slate of NFL. Massive slate. Uh, highlighted, obviously, by Miami and Baltimore. In the 1 p.m. window. Usually, you know, they bury the bad quarterbacks in the 1 p.m. window. I don't know how this wasn't flexed to Sunday or Monday Night Football. Like, it just feels very bizarre to me. I guess, obviously, because, oh, that's why. All right, now it makes sense. I'm looking at the gambling slate. There isn't a Monday Night Football game because of the college football playoff. Sunday night game is Packers-Vikings. I don't know how that wasn't flexed out. Nick Mullins, Jordan Love, feel the excitement. Why aren't we getting Dolphins-Ravens? Oh, that game's going to be phenomenal. Can't wait for that one. You guys, people... Who listen to the pod every day know who, which side I'm on in that one. But uh, we'll get to it later. So Will Hill is the guest. And at the end, we'll do uh, best bets. B- bottom line, this is an incredible weekend. If you like to watch football, veg out. Due to my back injury, you know, faithful followers know I uh, got an x-ray on my back. Then I got an MRI. I freaked out during the MRI. If you haven't had one, good freaking luck. They ask you beforehand, are you claustrophobic? I say, I don't think so. Uh, you know, I was as I as I said, I'm awesome at hide and go seek, or I was when I was a kid. I was never like panic. Oh my gosh, I'm in this cupboard. I'm gonna freak out. You know, um, and then you get in the MRI machine, and you're like, what is happening here? And I just, yeah, it, it just it wasn't good. Uh, so I haven't done any working out since we won the uh, Bay Club Championship, uh, the Hoops Men's League. Haven't lifted. Basically, haven't done anything. I just started to shoot a basketball lightly this week. Not even like really running hard. Um, but the back seems like it's probably 85, 90% percent 
can't wait to get healthy. I'm hoping. I do like to start the new year. January 1st, you wake up and you go for like a three-mile jog. Start the new year. You know, you kind of come back from the run. You're feeling great. You eat some healthy fruits. Start the new year with a vibe, you know? Um, anyways, I'm rambling now, and I know you can't wait. You just can't wait to hear me break down that riveting Browns-Jets game. If you heard yesterday's pod, I was I called for Browns 20-9 to victory. And then Amari Cooper got ruled out, inactive. And everybody was like, oh, boy, under. Under, I think, it was at 34 when it closed? Like, how is either team going to score? How are the Jets going to do anything with Trevor Simeon? Um, <laughs> there were 27 points scored in the first quarter. Browns go seven plays, 75 yards, touchdown. Jets, six plays, 75 yards, touchdown. Browns, seven, 75 touchdown. Folks, like, what the hell's going on? Fumble, turnover on downs, pick six. Like, it was a total disaster. Uh, I had money on the under 35 when, I, when it was, I think it was 13-7. I bet over 48. Luckily, that easily cashed. Browns cover the minus seven, minus seven and a half. Jets, uh, it, it was an embarrassing effort all around. I, I don't really even care to really talk about this, but when you've got a defensive coach, and the defense is your pride and joy, and it's been pretty damn good all season. And you give up 34 and a half. Well, I guess technically one pick six. Whatever. You give up that many points to Joe Flacco, who was raking leaves in early October, and now he's leading the Browns to the playoffs. The Cleveland offense had 20 first downs, 428 yards, 7.4 yards per play. I mean, the Jets got embarrassed. They got to the red zone five times. The Jets, they were trash. 12 penalties, 74 yards. Uh, Mekhi Becton might have had three or four of those. Miles Garrett was just terrorizing him. He's going to haunt Becton's dreams. It was ugly. This is it. Uh, I, I would say the bright spot would be, holy hell, do we love Bryce Hall. He was the offense. He makes so many people miss. I, don't, I know you guys have seen the stat who um, you know, forced missed tackles. Um, he's got to be among the league leaders, if not tops. Um, 84 yards rushing. Uh, 42 yards receiving, nine catches. I mean, it was basically just dump off city, everything short. And um, I don't know. For me, it's a good good loss for the Jets, you know? You know that you want a draft pick. If you can get to five, if the Jets can somehow, they lose to the Patriots and they finish 6-11, and 11, and you get the fifth pick or even six, we know quarterbacks are going 1-2 and Harrison's probably going 3 if you can get to a spot where people want to trade up to get the third quarterback, I think you're in a great, great spot. you got to consider drafting Jaden uh, Daniels from LSU or Bo Nix or uh, McCarthy and from Michigan. I know you guys will talk about McCarthy later. But the reality is the Jets would probably trade that pick and move down if this guy Aaron Rodgers is sticking around for another year. Uh, you know, I, I, don't even, I don't even like talking about this asshole. I'm just so over it. Anyways, Cleveland Browns, one of the better stories in the NFL this season. I think Stefanski has to be number one or runner-up for Coach of the Year. I know a lot of guys have been in the mix, but Stefanski, first team in NFL history to start four different quarterbacks for multiple games and get to the playoffs. This is a historic feat. Remember, this is the team with Nick Chubb, Deshaun Watson, it is really incredible that Joe Flacco can come in, sling it all around the yard. I mean, no... Uh, by the way, Elijah Moore left this game with, I think, a concussion. Uh, Amari Cooper did not suit up, and it was essentially the David Njoku show. He just lit up the Jets across the middle. Ford had an awesome catch and run. I'm not really that familiar with Jordan Atkins, uh, or sorry, Akins, you know, Harrison Bryant got in the mix at tight end, and it's just all around really ugly stuff from the Jets. Um, I, I I don't really care. I'm happy they lost. Anyways, without further ado, let's get to this week's guest, Will Hill from the Bear Bets podcast at Fox and VEASAN. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. 
the Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets, and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code STRAIGHTFIRE. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code STRAIGHTFIRE only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles. 21 and up, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy knows another guy all right let's welcome into straight fire a new guest have not had him on before but you guys know he's in the fox family now he's on the bear bets podcast with chris felica you've probably heard him on v he's got his own podcast will hill will how you doing man j mac what's going on man it's an honor to be here fun time of the year we got football on uh, too much all day, all night, man. If you just if you want to bet all these games, you can get yourself into yeah. some trouble because you wake up, there's a game on. You go to bed, there's a game on. But it's a uh, it's a fun time of year. It's crazy, man. We sit here all spring and summer waiting for football to come back, yeah. and you look up and it's like, wow, we're week seventeen. These teams are, you know, fighting for playoff spots. Only a couple weeks left. It, it comes and it goes very quickly. The NFL season. Yeah, it, it's been an up and down season for me. Not great in the contest, but on the picks for Fox Sports, I'm on fire. I, I have to ask before we get to picks. Will Hill, the name, like I feel like there's been at least two or three athletes with that name. It's kind of common. So do you, what do you go by as a nickname? Um, or is it like, you know, my name is William, call me William or Wilson. Or like, what, what do you prefer? My, my full name is William and I just, I just, I go by Will. So uh, yeah, there was the Will Hill for the Giants and for University of Florida, the football player. That's right. Um, yeah, he was, and he was a good player. He just, I can't, he got himself into some trouble with some like yes. I don't know, for performance. And I don't know if it was performance, some sort of substance things where he, he was bouncing around with suspension, but he was a good player. I remember there was a Monday night football game, I think against the, Ra- it was a Ravens-Brown game. It might've been on the Ravens where he had like a, a fumble uh, a blocked field goal fumble return for a touchdown at the buzzer, but yeah, he was a he he was a good player. And of course, there's the the Will Hill sports book, which yes, William Hill. Did. Sometimes people come to me with their complaints about that sports book. This no. bet got rejected. This bet did that. I, mean, I have nothing to do with that. But, yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. sorry to hear that. All right, let's dive into Week 17. Let's start with the Saturday game. It's a good one. Detroit at Dallas. Um, you know the two minute handicap. Everybody pumps up. Well, Dallas is a juggernaut at home. Detroit just won the division. They'll pull back. Um, I, I, the one thing people seem to be missing or not even wanting to discuss is this running back situation for Detroit is phenomenal. Between Montgomery and Gibbs, they're eating people alive. They control the ball, keep their bad defense off the field, and guess who can't really stop the run lately? Dallas without Hankins. So, I don't know. I look at this number. I initially wanted Dallas. Then it's like five and a half. Um, I don't know. I, I definitely don't want to get in front of a Dallas train, but of late, we've seen them at home, give up, what, 34 to the Seahawks in a game they should have won or 36, whatever the number was. I, I don't know. I, I I think I like Dallas in this. Um, 
but I'm not sure about the contest. How about you? I'm afraid to step in front of Dallas too, off two straight losses. They're in their natural habitat here, their home where they are. A bully, a juggernaut, call them whatever you want. I mean, they're good for their 30-plus points at home against pretty much anyone. And I don't know that Detroit has the secondary, the pass defense to hold up here. So yeah. to me, Dallas is going to get their 34, 37 points. I actually, I know it's a, a high total. I believe it's the highest total of the year. I actually, I still like the over. To me, this is like a 34, huh. 24 type of game. I think Dallas is going to score a lot of points. And I think Detroit's going to get their points too, especially if you put them in a scenario where Dallas gets in front. They jump on and they have a big lead and Detroit's just thrown from behind. Detroit's going to get their points too. So to me, you know, a 34, 27, 31, 24 type of game, you worry about laying this number with Dallas because if you're up 10 late, you just you worry about that backdoor touchdown to, to cut it from, you know, 34, mm. 24 to 34, 31, something like that. Yeah. So. I like the over. I know it's a high total, but uh, th this should be a fun game to watch. We deserve We've watched enough bad offenses, crappy Ooh. quarterbacks. We deserve a little basketball mm -hmm. on grass where both teams go back and forth. So would lean towards Dallas. I know it's in that range where people might want to tease Dallas. I would think they win this game. Like you said, Detroit's just coming off a division win, which, I mean, that, that means a lot to them. They still have an outside, really outside yeah. shot in a one seed. Uh, to, but to me, it's an over game. What, what about the inside matchup of Dan Quinn, who we know has interviewed the last two years for head coaching job, wants one badly, and he's going up against Ben Johnson, who is, I think, the de facto favorite to be the, the next head coach somewhere next season. Uh, I thought I saw $15 million thrown around, which feels excessive. Any edge either way for either of these guys? No, you bring up a good point, though. Both these guys could be head coaches uh, once their respective season ends. I, I hadn't really thought about the game in that aspect of it. Um, I feel like the Blues come off the rose a little bit. I got a couple buddies that are Lions fans. They're like, man, he hasn't been as good this year. I, I don't know. They still had a pretty good year. Um, it's interesting if, if Campbell, you know, he's been the favorite for coach of the year all year, which oh. I, I think is a little surprising. They were supposed to be good. They were minus yeah. money to win this division. This isn't usually the coach of the year goes to like the Brian Dable guy, the guy who brings his team out of nowhere, does more with less. So maybe he'll win it by default with D'Amico Ryans and Steichen kind of dropping out here. I don't know that they'll give it to Stefanski twice in what now four years. Oh, so maybe maybe yeah. Campbell wins it. I don't know, but but that's certainly a, an interesting uh, cat and mouse game with the two coordinators. Like I, you mentioned. I forgot Stefanski got it because I was going to say, oh, Stefanski for sure. COVID um, year. Mm, that's right. Well, also Steichen should be in the mix. Uh, what's sure. his face in Houston has fallen off a little bit, and. Um, uh, D'Amico Ryan's. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's in the mix with them missing the playoffs. But yeah, I guess so. It's a dangerous game. The Dallas, um, Miami, another, oh, I'm sorry, Dallas and Detroit is dangerous. Miami, Baltimore is the highlight of Sunday. And this one's weird. I'm, I'm looking as we record this, you know, it was at four early in the week and then three and a half. And now it's down to three. And I'm looking at the Dolphins injury report, Will. I, I, you know, this Jalen Waddle situation <laughs> feels like a big one. Um, I, I don't know. I, I I think I'm on the Dolphins in the contest, but for sure I've already bet them. I like them here. We've seen Baltimore kind of toggle between really impressive, big spotlight, impressive, yes. awesome game, and then the next week they're just not Good as point. dominant, struggling to cover. Um, where are you on, on, on Dolphins and Ravens? Agree with everything you said. Waddle is such an underrated player. The problem is he's always banged up. If you have him in fantasy, you know, man, every time mm. you get those little alerts, oh, yeah. Waddle's to the tent, Waddle's to the locker room. I mean, he's really good, and, and it's, you know, we know how great Hill is. Hill's a cheat code, but he's extra. It's like having, in baseball, two power hitters, and you can't pitch around either one. It's like Manny Ramirez and Ortiz. You can't pitch. You can't intentionally walk Manny because Ortiz is there. It's the same thing when you have Waddle and Hill. You can't double Hill as much. Now, without Hill and I don't, or without Waddle, and I don't think Waddle's going to play. I'm not 100% positive, but sounds like with a high ankle, that would be tough. You can sort of bracket Hill a little bit more, and there, there's not a lot else for Miami here, so I'd worry about that. The thing with Tua, he, th there's still a couple things where, where you have concerns, and that is playing outdoors in the cold, and this weather's not too outrageous. Mm. It's going to be in the 40s in pressure. Oh, okay. And I do think Baltimore is going to pressure them. That would concern me. I think Baltimore wins the game. I wouldn't lay the three here. If you think Baltimore is going to win, though, there's plus 280 out there on the Bills to win the division. Because if the Bills just beat the Patriots, mm. which I, I assume they will, which is always dangerous in the NFL, especially with the Bills. But if you think the Bills are going to beat the Patriots and you do like Baltimore in this game, that sets up an AFC title game next week where you love to be sitting there with plus 280 in your pocket with Miami-Buffalo where that game's going to be, I don't know, Miami minus a point, couple points. It won't be a field goal. So yeah. maybe a Bills plus 275, plus 280 is worth a stab. What about the fact that the Niners last week, um, the uh, they were ready for the Shanahan system. The Ravens confused the hell out of them. Is it a bigger edge that they will have now seen the Shanahan system two weeks in a row with McDaniel running the same stuff? Or or is it an edge for the offense? Well, this did not work. 
we know they're ready for that. We'll go with this. Like, I just, I wonder the game planning and the matchup. Like, is there an edge for McDaniel or um, McDonald, the defensive coordinator? I'm, I'm laughing because I feel like you're reading my mind. I'm trying to, I, I've been going back and forth with that all week. I, it's such a fascinating little nuance of this. And it, what makes these games so fascinating to, to study, to bet. I don't have a great answer for you mm. in terms of who it, who it is. Let me throw it back to you. Do you have a, like an opinion in terms of like who it favors? It's certainly something to consider when you're betting these games because, you know, it, it's something to study. And look, Baltimore's defensive coordinator, I thought, did a hell of a job against the 49ers. So that's that's an interesting chess match I don't think a lot of people were thinking about. Yeah, I, I just, I, this, I'm not going to bash Shanahan. I thought they had an amazing game plan and they ran the ball well. And I just wonder if that first interception kind of snowballed on Purdy. Some of uh, two of them were unlucky, but I mean, when you're running as well as you did with McCaffrey, right. why did you go away from it so quickly? I, I, and again, I'm not like, hey, you got to run and establish the run and all that nonsense. It just felt like their run game worked, and I, I mean, my that'll translate for Miami as long as Achan plays. Yes. I'm looking at the report; he didn't practice on. Yeah, he did not practice on Wednesday with the toe. Uh, Mostert is banged up, but who isn't at this point? He didn't practice Wednesday either. Uh, between those two, if they're healthy goes, I think Miami can move the ball on the ground. This, let's be real. The Ravens defense has been great at times. Like when you destroy Seattle and um, Detroit earlier in the season. Amazing. Awesome. But there's been times where the Rams move the ball up and down the field. Like they couldn't sure. stop Kyron Williams, right? Sure. And uh, let me ask you, do you think this Miami resurgent on defense is real or is this more a product of the schedule? Because you'd say, all right, it's Fangio. His scheme is finally sunk in here. They're getting it. You got Ramsey back. That's why they're playing so well on defense and they're playing really well on defense. Or is it, hey, they're, they're playing some lesser offenses. Cowboys last week aside, the Cowboys aren't the same on the road. You know, how, how do you break down? Because that's a fascinating yeah. part of this too is, you know, what do you make of this Dolphins resurgence on defense? Yeah, I'm sure you you noticed this too, but Lamar extended plays against the Niners, just kept it alive, kept it alive, scrambling, and then boom, would hit the pass. Um, a, I think Miami has better corners uh, with Howard and Ramsey. And B, I actually think Javon Holland is probably a better you know, quote unquote spy than the Niners linebackers were. I, I thought the Niners linebackers were just a step slow, a step off. And Holland, I think a really good player out of Oregon. I like his game. If you have him kind of spying Jackson and the defensive ends cannot, you know, allow him to escape the pocket, I think Miami probably saw some stuff last week and will make adjustments. And I think they're probably in better shape here than most people realize. I don't know if they'll win, right. but I'm definitely on them. How about the idea that, hey, I think Miami has a chance to win here. Would you dip your toe into two a 10 to one to win MVP? Mm. We've seen the favorite change hands a bunch of times now. Yeah. If you're betting on the favorite, it just feels like you're doing it wrong where you gotta you gotta look down the board. And I'm somebody I had Purdy. I do have Purdy. I have 20, Purdy. Yeah. 22 to one to win it. And man, I was not counting my money because I know how these things work. But I, yeah. if I could have just beaten Baltimore, I felt like I was in really good shape. So I don't know. I'm sort of out. I'm frustrated with it. That was a, that was a painful way for it to go down. That was a just a disaster on Monday night. I don't know. Do you think Tua has a chance to steal it? Yeah. You, yeah. Well, so let's step back for a sec. Okay, let's take a deep breath. We get it. Um, Purdy was terrible. However, the folks voting on this are the media members, and I I don't know exactly when the votes are due. And the Purdy Forest interception and clunker was awful. If you step back and all of a sudden you're presented with the stats, right? Purdy's still top three and leading in almost every passing category. It's weird. Quarterback rating, QBR, EPA, success rate. Like he's up there on all of them. And Lamar's not. And I, uh, Tua I is kind of in the mix, but I don't know. I, I, do, I wonder if the media, like it depends, like how many guys are under 40 voting versus over 60. You know, the over 60 guys don't give a shit about the stats, the advanced stats. So I don't know, Will, do you think people are like, you know what? I'm not going to hold one awful game against Purdy. Lamar's had what, four games under 60% passing? Like, <laughs> Purdy doesn't fit is the profile of an MVP. I mean, you just go by the stats. Yeah. It's so, it's totally recency bias that, that, that he's not. And look, I love him as a player. I thought it was ridiculous. Some of these teams that need a quarterback that weren't interested in him, I think he's tremendous. And he's probably going to be holding up his second MVP in what, five years now. So he doesn't need me to tell him how good he is. That being said, this doesn't statistically profiles yeah. and MVPs had he doesn't have the passing numbers the completions and hey, look, again I love him as a player and there's some rushing stats there that obviously yeah. prop him up but I, I don't know but again I don't know let me just ask is there a bet to be made right now or 
all right, Allen can come out of nowhere, win his last two games, steal the division. Can Tua steal it? Or are we just are we banging our head against the brick wall here? Yeah, I think it's probably more the latter, but Allen could yeah. steal it. I have Purdy from earlier, I think 20 to 1, and I have Lamar, I think, at like 6 to 1, which isn't great. But other than that, I don't have any in. You know, I, I pro- there's probably a better edge to be had in one of these games this weekend than the right. than the MVP. We're trying to get in the head of what is it, fifty voters, sixty? I don't know. Um, yeah, they shrunk the the MVP numbers a lot this year. I remember going into the season, like doing shows before the season, doing content. They really, you know, what happened? Mahomes won this award in 2018. He was like 80 to one, and then Lamar won it the next year. Mm-hmm. His first year starting at like 75 to one and the, the books are like no moss we're not doing this anymore we're not giving you these fat prices on quarterbacks we're just going to shrink all the numbers we know people are probably going to bet it anyway I, I don't know if you felt the same but you go into the season and all these quarterbacks like eight to one 12 to one 15 to one and it's just it's hard to bet this going in because there's too many good quarterbacks when you're getting eight to one look if you catch an eight to one you feel great it's just they've made it very hard to bet with these yeah well I, to, to piggyback off that i've seen a lot more of you know, shit. Like, if you want a number, uh, it's almost everything is like one nineteen minus one twenty. Right. It, it, it used to be like minus one ten everywhere, uh-huh. and it feels like that's gone now. You want a crappy number? Yeah, you minus one hundred three uh, instead of the minus. I just, I don't know. I'm getting a little dissuaded now. You're way more in it, right? Yeah, you, you're in Vegas, right? No, I, I'm in Connecticut. Oh, I'm in Connecticut. Oh, Connecticut. Oh, yes. Okay. I thought you were in because I know some of the guys in Vegas are so disillusioned. Yes. And they're like, listen, you've got to go to the casino. This betting online stuff is crap. Well, I don't know. Spin this forward five years when more states are in the mix. Are the are, is everything going to be juiced even worse? It's that's such a loaded question. I mean. There's so many people that just want action that aren't price sensitive. Oh, what's the difference? One ten, one twenty. I just want to get my bet in, and they're not. No, they're not, for sure. Yeah, it's. It, I I don't know the answer. It's really it's a shame because I feel like these books would get more action, make more money if you just keep give people a fair price. They're not going to go down the street and bet it somewhere else. Yeah, you're going to get their handle, and, and most people are going to lose over the long haul. So. Yeah, I, I don't know what direction that's going. It's definitely, yeah. I mean, the hold of these is is definitely egregious in some cases. Uh, let's go to Giants-Rams. I got to be honest, I did not understand this. So it opened Rams, and uh, I think five and a half, and I was like, oh, that's that's a bet. Took it. And then all of a sudden, yesterday, Wednesday, I see minus four, uh, minus four and a half. I'm like, who, who's betting the Giants? What's going on? And now I'm looking, as we record this, I'm seeing Rams at six at Bet Chris. Um, do you have any read on this game or what the hell's up with the line movement? Because Tyrod Taylor's back in, but I haven't seen anyone else that would significantly uh, move it. I know people say five's a dead number. Um, but I, given the two point conversions and the misses like four to me is a big one. Now I would say that's sure. like the third most, the third most important number. I, what, what am I missing here? I think people maybe just being contrarian, like, all right, this is, you hear a lot of people now are the Rams are a sleeper. The Rams are the team in the NFC that nobody wants to play. And people maybe just fading that and saying, all right, you get the giants with an upgraded quarterback. Taylor's at least a serviceable quarterback. He's yeah. going to take care of the ball. He's an NFL quarterback. He's one of these guys like Brissett where he's not – if he's your starter, you're in trouble, but if he's your backup, you're in great shape. So he'll move the ball. He'll be okay. Dable is obviously a good coach. I just – I don't know if people trust the Rams now in a situation where they can go on the road, outdoors. Uh, again, the weather's not terrible on the East Coast, but not great weather for for an L.A. team, and now you're going to expect them to win by a touchdown plus. I guess that's the thinking, but it, it's not a game I've gotten involved in. It's weird, um, and I know I've, this is like the third one of these I brought up, but this whole like – offense and what they run versus defensive coordinators. Uh, again, Wink Martindale, we know what this guy is. He yes. blitzes all the freaking time. Stafford's good luck blitzing Stafford. Yep, good luck. Point. You're going to you're going to leave Puka and Cooper in man coverage against these these cornerbacks who I don't even think are good. You know, Banks I guess has had his moments, but like I just it, it doesn't something doesn't add up for me. And you know, I got to give Raheem Morris credit. I was way wrong on the Rams. I thought this team was totally rebuilding. Great I job. thought you know, you know, Aaron Donald would be in trade discussions at the deadline, selling. Um, I mean, they're go- they're probably going to the playoffs. I-, I just, you know, I know Tyrod Taylor doesn't make mistakes, and he killed me last week. I got like an idiot. I was on the Eagles, um, and, and it's just I-, I I don't think this giant team's any good at anything. I don't know what you're doing messing around with this podcast. You should get into coaching. You're good with this X's and O's <laughs> and the coordinators. I mean, you're wasting your time here. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I don't know. Are you a Wink Martindale guy? Like, I liked him last year, right? Upgrade over whoever the hell they had. The guy, the guy um, he had the humongous uh, playbook, playbook that he would hold up. Oh, uh, Joe I'm Judge, sure. was it? Yeah, there was Judge. Before that, there was McAdoo. McAdoo and Judge. Yeah, those guys were terrible. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I, I liked Martindale last year, but. I feel like he's a one-trick pony. If you don't have right. an off, off an off-speed pitch, 
uh, Stafford is just too smart. McVay, I don't know. I, I kind of like them there. You, but you're you're not on this game. Is there another game Sunday you kind of like or or gravitate toward? I like Atlanta getting three against the Bears. I, I haven't understood this loyalty to Ritter all season. It's been one of the more perplexing oh. things. I know Heineke's not like Patrick Mahomes or anything, but he's at least serviceable. And I like the rest of this team. I like, you know, you got good weapons. They got good skill players that are kind of rotting on that roster with Bijan Robinson and Pitts and London. That's not a bad roster. They're good on defense. They're good against the run. Uh, the Bears have played well here, but now you're putting a Bears, the Bears in a position where they're the favorite. Every Atlanta game is close. They play a lot of weird games because they're so low scoring. It's almost like a service academy where, you know, there's one point games, two point games, threes a lot in a, a game like this. I could see this being a 19. 16, 19, 17 type of game. Mm. Uh, I think Heineke's decent. Uh, I think he's an upgrade over Ritter, clearly. I think they should have gone to him a lot sooner. Uh, I like Atlanta getting the three. Yeah, uh, that's an interesting one. So I haven't looked at the weather. I don't know. Is there anything that jumps out there or no? Mild. It, it's mild across the board. I remember, remember this time last year, it was like that Christmas Eve slate week. So it had to be week 16 or 17 where we got just frigid temperatures. Everything was like below zero. We haven't had the snowstorms. We haven't had a, a, a ton of weather in these games. I think you just look around the, you know, the East, the Midwest. A lot of these games are in the 40s, mm. uh, mid-40s, high 30s. No, nothing that's just going to completely sway you one way or another. Yeah, um, Taylor Heineke against a Bears defense. It's kind of resurgent. They've looked yes. super good. I know a lot of uh, sharp buddies of mine liked Arizona last week. I'm like, I, I, they scared me off it in the contest. But I had bet Bears. And I watched that game, and I'm like, the Bears are Pretty damn good. I mean, if Fields doesn't throw a dumbass interception in the red zone, you know, they they win that by uh, 21 points or whatever. I, the Falcons' defense, Do you have you seen anything you liked? I mean, I, it, it's tough, so tough to judge them and in this entire game. Falcons have been befuddling for me all season. I, saw, I read somewhere that every Falcons game this season has had a spread of three and a half or less. Which wow. is just yeah, insane. it feels right, and it's it's funny. All the spreads are close, and all the games, uh, w- with very few exceptions. I think last one was one of them. It always comes down to the the end with the number, and if you got the right number, you win. Yeah. And sometimes you know, there's a two point conversion that has to go a certain way. They're they, they're low spreads, and they're always right around their number. Uh, let's go to this Tampa Bay Saints game. And again, I know nobody has any strong impressions. This division stinks. Um, that being said, it was three for Tampa, and then it goes off to two and a half. Now, uh, we've mentioned this many times this season, Will. So when I see a two and a half, I take that as the sharp big money guys, you know, $100,000 betters. They don't like the favorite and the play is probably the dog. At three and a half, the big money guys really like the favorite and then you're probably okay with it. Do you see it that way or do you disagree? Because it's tough for me to get the Saints here. <laughs> it's just really tough. Yeah, it's funny. You, I, I've heard sports book directors too talk about that. Guy, guys that work on the other side of the counter say, hey, it's counterintuitive when people hate laying three and a half. Uh, people don't like taking two and a half because of those, you're on the wrong side of the key number. But for that reason, that sometimes even though it's counterintuitive, that's probably the way to go. Um, I would lean towards the dog here. You miss the three. Maybe you throw the Saints in a teaser. All these NFC South games are close, pretty low scoring. Um, I I think these teams are fairly equal. Tampa's been a little fortunate here. I know it's a great story. Baker's a good story. I don't know if he can win comeback player of the year. I know he's eight to one comeback player of the year. That's a fascinating race with him, Flacco, Hamlin, uh, just talking to voters and, and reading voters and, and what they value. There's no real guidelines. So who knows who's going to win that award? But I, I throw the t- the Saints in a teaser. To me, it's a toss up game. It, it is interesting that this line keeps coming down. Now. I've seen some twos, yeah. some really cheap money, money lines on the Bucks. Uh, Again, I, I don't love this car allen pairing, so I'm not dying to bet this team, but yeah. it should be a close game. You throw them in a teaser with uh, you know, the, the Packers up to seven and a half, uh, the Chiefs down to one. There's some decent mm. teaser options out there. That's not bad. Uh, we can wrap up with these two. So Pittsburgh, Seattle. I don't know who's betting Mason Rudolph on the road in Seattle. Um, you know, he had a couple big plays to pickins, and it was a great spot facing Browning for the second time. I don't know, Will. T- talk me off of uh, Seattle here at home. I think people are just saying, I don't want to lay it. If it's three and a half, people saying, Hey, I don't want to lay three and a half with this, this Seahawks team. They're too sporadic. They're too mid. Tomlin tends to play close games. Uh, He's good as a dog. I I could see Seattle winning this game by a field goal. Again, am I dying? Am I cutting in line to go up and bet this, this uh, Mason Rudolph Rudolph team? I am not. I could see this being, I don't know, 23, 20 type of game. So if I'm getting the three and a half, I'd begrudgingly take the points, but uh, nothing I'm dying to bet here. Did you lay it? 
Uh, I did, but I, you know, I'm looking at the contest. Even though I will not be cashing in the circa again, I think that's seven straight years. Hard I've been man. Two it's times hard. I was really close late in the season. Um, uh, by the way, Minka Fitzpatrick looks like he's probably not going to go again. We'll see about Najee Harris. I don't know. This is a silly thing, but I, I mean, it's it occasionally works. So you take the teams and how they did last week. Did not cover versus did, and you you put that as a data point, and you look at the team that didn't cover last week. Um, late in the season, you see a little more overreactions with the lines, and usually these games are the ones where the right. lines are screwed. A, screwed. A, sh- I can't even say the right word. Skewed a little bit. Right. I, I'm just telling you, this is a Pittsburgh team. Weren't they un- an underdog briefly versus the Bengals last week? At oh, home, they were, I think it, yeah, they were a size. They were a good three point underdog, and that right. line opened two and went all the way up to three. I might, might even been a three and a half pop right. up, and obviously that that movement wasn't correct, but. Uh, yeah, you make a good point. Could I interest you if you think this? Well, you're on the other side, but if you thought the Steelers were going to win this week, Steelers plus 480 or so. I think uh, Chris Fleek of the Bear brought this up on the podcast today. Could you, the Steelers plus 480 to make the playoffs? Figuring they play the Ravens in Baltimore week 18. But if Baltimore beats Miami, Baltimore wraps up everything the division, the one seed, you might see their backups. And look, the, the Baltimore backups actually aren't that bad. Huntley's not that bad. Yeah. But if you could win this week and you get Baltimore where they don't care next week, and then oh Har- Harbaugh seems to care about every game, I don't know. Just just throwing it out there. As a, wow. Uh, so, and Pittsburgh sneaks in. I don't want to see me Mason neither. Rudolph in the postseason. I definitely Who you want is the last spot because let's assume. Browns and Bills get two of the three wild cards. Is, is Stroud the most exciting third guy? He probably he is, is right? but I don't know. I didn't even see. Did, I don't even know if he's practiced today. Some of these is. reports, man, are not good about the concussion. Right. Um, I would have liked to have seen Stroud. Uh, by the way, have you have you bet that game at all? The uh, Houston Tennessee. No, if I bet anything, it would be the over with Houston with, with Stroud in there. They're an aggressive team. They throw the ball. They throw the ball down the field. They're not good on defense. As we saw last week, I think Amari Cooper is still running somewhere. So to me, you might get some more points than you might think in that game. I don't. Mm. It would be dog or nothing. I don't like fading Vrabel when Vrabel's getting a decent amount of points. I yeah. think we're up to five, five and five? a half. Vrabel's so a pretty the, good as a dog. So is the market telling you Stroud's a go? I think so. I okay. think so. I mean, five. That's insane. I mean, they weren't great points. with Stroud. They were winning close games, but five. Plus, he's lost a couple of his weapons. I mean, losing Dell. Dell's not a big name, but man, Dell's Del, a hell of a player. Yeah, I don't know. I think now that now that you say it, I think I got to consider Tennessee. Are we get. Do we know if we're getting Levis or Tannehill? I think it's Levis, right? I don't know. Uh, I'm not the biggest Levis guy. All these Titans fans hate me now because I I suggested what about Russell Wilson under the argument that yeah they just drafted quarterbacks back to back years, but Vrabel oh by the way has now gone two seasons no playoffs. And there's no progress. And I, if Rabel wants to win, uh, do you roll? Do you give take a shot at Russell Wilson, or do you just say, "Hey, Will Levis is our guy. We'll we'll build around him." I don't. know. Do you think Derrick Henry, Will, is sticking around? Because remember, Henry talked openly like in the last two weeks. Well, I think I probably played my last game with this team. Like, I don't know, man. It just feels like a bit of roll of the dice to to keep Levis out there, unless you hate Russell Wilson, though. They're one of these teams, I think the Saints are in that category, where they're kind of caught in between. They're not really contenders. They're not really rebuilding. Mm. They don't really have a direction or a plan, it seems, where, hey, we want to win. Everybody wants to win. It's the NFL, but they're not, you know what I mean? They're not They're not really a Super Bowl contender. They're, they're nowhere near that, and they're not a, a team that's set up with one of these young quarterbacks going forward, you would think, unless you're really a believer in Levis, which I, I'm back and forth. He looked good that first start or so against Pittsburgh. He did, but yeah. Is that the guy you're really going to hang your hat on going forward? It's it, It's a tough call. No, uh, yeah, very difficult. Uh, and I guess um, last game, I don't know, man. Maybe we could avoid these games because these other games stink. Um, well, let me uh, Colts, Vegas, you got anything on that? I, I, w- I wouldn't lay the three and a half with the Colts. I think this Colts seems really bad on defense. Minshew yeah. is fast and loose with the ball. They're a good story. Steichen's done a good job. I think he's a hell of a coach. But I, I could see this being a field goal game. I would take the three and a half. Some good vibes around the Raiders. I don't know how much of it's sustainable. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, do you sit here and commit to Pierce for the next – uh, three or four years just because of a couple of wins, maybe some fluky wins at the end of the season. That's always dangerous. Mm. But the players seem to like him. Everyone seems to like him. He's got a good command in the locker room. That's that's a tough call because, man, they whiffed on some of these coaches. I don't know what they do going forward, but I, I would take the three and a half here. Yeah, O'C- Aiden O'Connell's awful, by the way. I mean, he's just so bad. I mean, that's um, one of the more staggering stats you'll ever see. I mean, can you imagine a quarterback? He completes nine passes on his first drive. He doesn't complete a pass the rest of the game, and he and he sits there and wins the game. I mean, man, you see some strange stuff. 
Uh, so yeah, let me wrap up with this one. So um, Chiefs Super Bowl winners look really bad of late. Eagles Super Bowl losers look not great. Um, do you think either of these has a chance to get back to the Super Bowl or more likely one and done for one or both of them? One and done would feel extreme, not unlikely, but they'll both get home games. So you would think Philly is going to probably win the division and KC magic numbers one. So KC is going to win the division barring some just ridiculous collapse. Yeah. But I don't think either one's getting back. If one of them got back, I guess I would go with Philly just because the NFC is a little mm. weaker. They would, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you just say, hey, San Fran's banged up. Maybe somebody can upset San Francisco. Then Philly gets home field. I, I don't feel great about it. I think both these teams have their flaws. Yeah, interesting. Um, I'm not writing off Philly, but you're right. You know, San Fran, you lose one of their big three or four guys, and uh, it's open. I did go bet that Dallas this week futures, just a, a nibble, a pizza money, on maybe the Cowboys uh, winning the NFC under the guys that I think they're better than Philly now. And all it takes is one injury to someone on the Niners, and boom. Unless you think Detroit, you know, is a better. I don't think Dallas would have any problem going to Detroit in January. Do you? I don't, and they are uh, they are certainly do if nothing else, man. I, I think we're both of the age or old enough where you can just imagine in 1994, 1995, how ridiculous it'd be if somebody told you, "Hey, this team is not going to be back to a Super Bowl, back to an NFC title game for like two and a half, three decades here." Because I mean, this team they lived in the Super Bowl. They were just they were such a dominant force, and uh, the league's better when they're good, and at least they're good, they're relevant. But man, it, it's been a long time for that team. And so, oh, you're not? Are you a Cowboys fan or no? No. Okay. So it's funny. I looked at, you know, we did some Baker Makefield segment on the show and I looked at his numbers. I was like, these are, these are pretty good for Baker. And then I looked at Troy Aikman's numbers during their Super Bowl runs, bro. Baker Mayfield's numbers this season are like Troy Aikman level from when they were going to the Super Bowl every year. It's incredible. I mean, the league has changed so So much. much. I mean, I I listen, Baker's been good, but Troy Aikman at the time was like the man. Right. He was like, oh, this guy's a superstar. Right. And those teams were just killing everybody that, I mean, I don't remember those games chapter and verse, but I'm sure they had some big leads and could just lean on Emmett Smith, yeah. lean on that offensive line and just run out the clock. Those were some loaded teams. You can't have teams like that because I don't the the cap just doesn't allow you to just stack your team like that team was. That yeah. team was absolutely dominant. NFL loves parody. All right. Will Hill, Will, uh wh- where can they find you online? Yeah, I'm on uh on Twitter or on X, I should say, at not the Will Hill. Uh, VEASAN, I'm on a few times a week, Gold Boys Discord, and I got a new podcast called Should Have Bet More. You could find it on Apple, Spotify. So I got uh, we got to do a little home and home. I got to have you on sometimes. Yeah. Hey, well, so tell me about this Discord. I, I uh, um, You know Preston Johnson? Yes. He's been telling me about some Discord stuff, and now my son is like, oh, I got to get on Discord, Dad, for, for chess. I'm like, all right. Whatever that means. What are you doing on Discord? Our Discord, it's just it's write ups. It's we, we give out plays. Um, a, a lot of times, hey, things are mispriced, and we shoot out a message, and uh, we alert everybody. Hey, this is a good bet. This is mispriced. It, again, it's write ups. It, it's chat room. So it's uh, it, it's really it's helpful to uh, you know. when you're teaming up against the books, that's really the best way to beat them because it's hard to play one on one. But if we all have eyes on, on different lines and different markets and work together to beat the books, it's a lot easier. Hmm. So you had, I don't think people would care if you had sent me, there was a mispriced college. Was it a bowl team total or something? Yes. And it was like five points off and it didn't matter because they went over. It might've been Western Kentucky. I think it was Western Kentucky when they played old dominion and one of the offshores had it. And that was the crazy game where Western Kentucky, their back, their, their quarterback was out, maybe their backup. And then they ended up playing like the third string guy and the third string went off and they had that crazy comeback. But yeah, you look around, not every, Here's the thing with books. You have to put a price on everything. It, it's They make mistakes. I mean, sometimes things are off. Sometimes things are stale. And, uh, you know, you shop around and you have as many mm. books and as many eyes on things as possible. It, help, it helps a lot to win. So so the Discord, everybody's like looking for just mispriced stuff and then everybody jumps on it. And I guess you got to be quick before they adjust it, right? Well, we the Gold Boys Discord that I'm on, I'm sure you heard about it. It was week two, I think, of the NFL where FanDuel hung a 200 to one on every team to kick a field goal and it hit and it was wait, just wait. every team. Yes. So all 32 teams had to make a field goal. It was, I think it was worded where everybody in the day game. So the one o'clock window on the okay. East coast in the four o'clock window. So I forget how many teams didn't include the night game. Didn't include the Monday night game or the Thursday night game, but it was all the afternoon games and it hit. It was uh, in like DraftKings, I think had 25 or 30 to one and FanDuel had 200 to one. So sometimes things wow. are just off mispriced and it, uh, you know, it helps to have eyes on anything. I so, unfortunately I was out. I was at my kids' baseball oh. game. I didn't get a piece of it, but a lot of people did very well. 
Yeah, it's weird. I, uh, I'm not at the computer all the time like I used to be. So you got to act super fast on this. You you need like alerts on your phone and then instantly got to go bet it. But I don't know, man. Do you really, who has time to be sitting around at a computer all day waiting for, for maybe minus 200 to fall into your lap? Right. Sometimes, look, it's, sometimes it's luck of the draw where you, you're, you're on your phone at the right time and you catch it the right time. I and mean, that's why, I mean, you're never going to catch all of them, but um, yeah. You know, all you need is a couple of those and boom, right. you got a new car. For sure. <laughs> All right, Will Hill, keep up the good stuff, man, and uh, good luck in the new year to you as well. All right, J-Mac. Happy New Year. Thanks for having me, man. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Football is back. No more preseason games. The regular season is here. While we all love watching our favorite teams on television, there is nothing better than being in a game live and in person. And the best way to get tickets to any of these games is on GameTime, the fastest growing ticketing app in the U.S. For last minute, amazing deals on tickets to see your favorite football teams this September, download GameTime. And it's not just football. GameTime has tickets to baseball games, concerts, and comedy shows across the country. Download the GameTime app and redeem code JMAC for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the GameTime app and enter code JMAC. That's J-M-A-C for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Good stuff from Will Hill on the NFL this week. It's a tough slate, guys. Remember, you can keep your powder dry for the playoffs. You don't like some of these lines, man. I don't know. There's always people betting on the team that needs the win against a team playing for nothing. That's a good way to lose a lot of money. It really is. Do not do that. I got caught in two of them last week. Eagles and Chiefs. Again, those teams at home should cover the spread. I mean, against real bad dumpster fires. You expected a bounce back. Neither of them did. This week, I'm just tread cautiously with these, oh, they got nothing to play for. They're not showing up. They're trying to get a draft pick. No, they're not. The players and the coaches want to win. The front office would love, would love the teams to lose to get a better draft pick. But that's just not how it works. I would say the ones that um, the biggest fear I probably will end up laying it with Buffalo in the uh, contest only so I can lose another double-digit home favorite. Um, Patriots did get the win last week, a slightly different there. And the other one that jumped out, oh, the Giants game jumps out. Nothing to play for. Rams are trying to wild card. Rams have something to play for. Oh, Cardinals-Eagles also, the Jonathan Gannon revenge game. And uh, Washington, I don't know if Washington Niners applies. We'll see. But, you know, just... Be careful. Uh, that Titans game especially, like, all of a sudden, C.J. Stroud back from a concussion is going to light it up. I think you got to hit Tennessee there. Anyways, let's get to the college football playoff. Um, so as I'm as we record this right now, early Friday morning, Michigan is in the desert a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Almost everywhere else around the country, it's one-and-a-half. My guess is 
in the desert, offshore, they know, guess what money's coming? Alabama money's coming. That's what the public is going to do. They are jumping in hand over fist. Oh, come on, Harbaugh? I saw this stat. I had to triple check it. Jim Harbaugh, 0-6 against the spread? 0-6 straight up in his last six bowl games? It almost seems unfathomable that he could be that bad. But remember, a lot of these games are exhibition. Now, last year's was the TCU debacle um, where it just— it didn't work out. I mean, McCarthy, two pick sixes, and TCU was was on a charmed run. It, it was pretty incredible. Um, I, I don't really know how to slice that other than, holy hell, that was fluky. But I, I thought Michigan should have won that game. I, I was on Michigan. Um, and, you know, it's Alabama. It's Nick Saban with a month to prepare. A- Alabama usually clobbers anyone who isn't Georgia in bowl games. Like, I think you've got to go back at least a decade to find the last time Alabama was a dog to somebody in the postseason other than Georgia. Like, that's the only team that really scares Alabama. And and I know people point to, oh, remember when Michigan, they had to play Alabama, and they they panned to the Michigan room, and it was a bunch of groans. Like, uh, well, yeah, nobody wants to play Alabama. You don't play the SEC team. Obviously, they're good. And you toss in the fact that, you know, this kid Milrow who came out on Thursday and said, listen, my offensive coordinator last year, Bill O'Brien, told me I shouldn't play quarterback. Like, I've bounced back. I'm happy with that. And he has a pretty stunning story. Turnaround, right? Here's the kicker. Milrow was not good earlier this season. He got benched. Now, he has turned it around. My guess is he's going to struggle in this one. Now, however, I do need to point out, Michigan has not faced a running quarterback this season. Nobody on the caliber of Milrow. And, you know, do they spy Milrow? This is not going to be an easy one. That being said, it's easy to look at skill position players and, you know, look at trends and all this stuff. I really think we need to remember, guys, fundamentally, we've talked about this forever, football comes down to the trenches. And Michigan is vastly superior in the trenches to Alabama. Now, Alabama has great rush ends. Two guys are going to be pros. But I do believe Michigan, even though they lost one All-American to injury, again, that Ohio State game, I think this is a game where Harbaugh is able to control the line of scrimmage early. They get out to a lead and let their defense kind of dominate Milrow. Um I, for me, for my money, this is not an explosive, dynamic Alabama offense that you got to really fear. Uh, Milrow can make some plays, um, but again, I, I, this Michigan defense—I'm just going to go. And I know some of the numbers are built up against total crap teams in the Big Ten, and who have they played? That's that's all fair, you know. Penn State. Do we know if they're good? I don't freaking know if they're good. But I, just, I, I again, I look back to Alabama's big game against Georgia, and and what strikes me is. Alabama's offense didn't really do much. And this Georgia defense, good, not amazing. Not amazing defense. I mean, Alabama had 300 yards of offense. Like, three for 13 on third down? Like, 2.8 yards a carry? It was just a, it was a weird game that they, like, came out on top. And Georgia did not play great. Very vanilla game plan. The young quarterback um, for, for uh, Georgia, who everybody likes, Beck, did, did not have an amazing game. He was good. Um, but... You know, it was just one of those wacky games. Georgia jumps out early, first drive, touchdown. You're like, oh, they got this. And then it was just all Alabama. The missed field goal uh, late in the half kind of hurt, and uh, Alabama gets that touchdown, 17-7. And I was like, the hell? Georgia, you know, brutal fumble in their own end leads to an Alabama field goal. It was just not – they didn't play great. I didn't think Alabama was amazing. I mean, guys, if you really want to get granular, go look at the Alabama season. Okay, I'm not just talking about uh, what they did in the SEC. I'm talking about the full season. They needed one of the craziest plays in the college football season to beat Auburn. It was like fourth and goal from the 31 and just chuck it up and the guy makes an amazing catch. This is a team that really struggled with Arkansas, with Texas A&M. Like, I know Auburn was a rivalry game, but... I just haven't seen total dominance. Now, listen, maybe Saban turns it on and Saban goes nuts and he's got the greatest game plan ever. That's all possible. But if you're asking me, Jay, who has the edge in the trenches? It's Michigan. Jay, who's got the edge at quarterback? I am a McCarthy guy. 
We will see. I do know the scouts I've talked to, they love McCarthy. That's why I've had him in the in the early mock draft the whole time. People scoffed. Uh, we got to get Daniel Jeremiah on. Jeremiah likes him. He thinks he, well, from text that we've said, he thinks he's in the mix to be the third uh, quarterback taken. Now that was, I think that was back in November we were texting about it. But um, uh, apparently, you know, I, and I'm not going to get into it because I haven't verified it, but M- McCarthy just needs to, you know, make sure he's buttoned up off the field. And, you know, guy's a big man on campus in, Aub- in Ann Arbor. Uh, he's going pro, big dude, handsome guy. Like, you know, he's got a lot cooking. He just needs, as, as long as he's buttoned up off the field, I think he's a pro. I think he's a better quarterback than Milrow. You know, Milrow's a good runner, but I'm telling you, McCarthy has some wheels and they will be on display. I would, I'm, I haven't seen the prop numbers yet, but I will be looking to bet over McCarthy rush yards because I don't think he's going to want to make mistakes the way he did against TCU forcing stuff. We know Alabama's got a nasty pass rush. I can see McCarthy getting loose, scrambling 40, 30, 40, 50 yards. I think he can have a good, good game on the ground, and they'll probably need it. Um, so I am on Michigan in this one. I'm on the money line. I got the one. I have minus two. Um, I'm not going to say if it hits three, take Alabama. I'm just, I'm pot committed to Michigan. And I need to add full disclosure. I, when I went to Vegas in August, the one college football um, natty bet I have is Michigan future. So I'm obviously rooting for Michigan. No, it's not big enough that I need to hedge with Bama here. If I need to hedge, I'll do it in, um, the national championship game. Ask for Texas, Washington. I, I listen, I, I can't get over the fact that if you guys remember the PAC 12 title game, everybody and their mom was on Oregon. We had, I think it was Brad powers on here. The line ballooned up. I think it closed at 10. And I didn't, you know, have really a bet on it. And then we're getting close to the game. And I'm like, and I put it on my Instagram for those of you who follow. I was like, there's just no way. I cannot get on with everybody else. Let me just put a small play on Washington getting points. I should have done money line, but I didn't. And and Washington basically led soup to nuts. Awesome performance. And I just wonder... Just remember the perception in the market was they were 10-point dogs to Oregon. And now they're on a new, in a neutral site? Only four against Texas? So would Oregon in a neutral site is way better than Texas? I, I It just feels like a strange line to me. It sat on four. My guess is as we get closer, we'll see some Texas money. Probably this closes five and a half, six. Now the issue with Washington is they're not going to stop chucking. Penix and those receivers, you know, you're down, you know, 13. Let's say it's 34-21. They're going to keep chucking. They're not going to instantly stop. And Penix can uncork those bombs. The big plays can be had over Texas uh, in the secondary. That's the big question for Texas. Secondary, can they hold up? Everybody wants to point to last year's game. Remember the bowl game, Washington. Well, they crushed them, folks. Did B. John Robinson play? And he was like the number one guy of Texas guys who missed the game who sat out. So, like, I don't really put much stock in that. Now, I did see a report that Quinn Ewers is staying at Texas, but apparently it's not official because nothing uh, has been announced that Quinn Ewers is staying. Um, We'll see. I, I mean, if he has an awesome game, and he very well could against a Washington defense that ain't great, I, I just don't, I don't know what Ewers is doing staying. Um, I like him a lot. I That game against Washington, you go look at all the big-time throws he made in that game. I, people get caught up in the mullet that he used to have, and he leaves high school early to chase NIL money at Ohio State, then he transfers to Texas. and You know, he's kind of a goofy young guy, and he's starting to mature a little bit. I, how much of a jerk-off were you at 19, you know? So this kid, Ewers, man, I, I like it. I like Texas. I'm on Texas here. I think they win this one probably by double digits. Once they can get the lead, that run game should be able to choke out Washington because they're not great at stopping the run. Washington defense is not great. I like Texas has several back. They got Texas has way more talent. Now, Washington has a, a, an awesome quarterback and two awesome receivers, and I love their coach. But other than that, there's not a ton of talent on this team. And so I'm on a, I'm on Texas and I'm on uh, Michigan to advance. Um, very excited. I love these two bowl games. They're the only ones really you lock into. I mean, listen, Arizona, Oklahoma, okay, you know, fine. You have one eye on that. Like I went out for a um, for a bite with Cowherd last night, 
and you know we're watching Jets Browns and then the Arizona Oklahoma and it's like okay it's an exhibition game but why not it's you're killing time hanging out and um but the the playoff games it's like all right there's no there's no two TVs here this is locked in one event you know I don't know if it's quite taking notes but you are paying very close attention for the, for the playoff games. These should be phenomenal. Guys, enjoy the weekend, the long weekend. Have a happy and safe new year. We'll check back in with you on January 2nd. Talk to you then. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.